Hey guys, it's Timmy and this is Wrestling Unlimited. As well, today was WWE Night of Champions. I thought overall it was just an okay show. It had a really good opener. It had a really good main event. And the IC title match I really enjoyed as well. But other than that, the show was just there. It had some good stuff. But it also had some just random eh stuff as well. Like... Both of those women's title matches didn't really do much for me. Brock and Cody did absolutely nothing for me. I was bored that entire match. So I feel like this is an up and down show. And if I was going to rate with you guys in the in the polls, I might go it was just all right. I'll maybe, maybe, maybe say I liked it. Because there was three things on the show I liked. And... Four things I didn't? Was there seven matches? Six matches. It might have been three and three. Split in half. One, two, three. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I expected more out of this show. I really, really did, which is very unfortunate. But with that, I want to say thank you for watching me. Watching me talk about this show. Remember, you can watch a number of different ways, whether that is live on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, whether that's live on YouTube or live later on YouTube, whatever one you want to do. Well, not live later, but watching later on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash PWUnlimited, or listening on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, you are watching live on Twitch. You can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch pits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime or access to anybody's Amazon Prime account, well, you got Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and they always give you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month, and I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember, if you're watching on YouTube, you can go over there and become a channel member. Just hit that join button down below. Also remember on YouTube, if you want to make sure your comment, question, or concern does get read live on the air, please submit a super chat. It greatly supports the channel and makes sure that your question does get read live. Also, finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming the free games, they're getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, or Fall Guys. Use our code PWUNLIMITED at checkout and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Whether you're buying brand new Star Wars Jedi Survivor, claiming the free game Fallout New Vegas Ultimate Edition, or wanting to get them WWE skins and Fall Guys for Mankind, Bianco Belair, The Macho Man, Randy Savage, and Rey Mysterio. Again, use code PWUNLIMITED at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. As far as the show does go, the show actually kicked off with a World Heavyweight Championship match. And I was like, oh, dang, they're just getting this in, getting this out. They're just starting with this. I thought there was a slight chance this main event, but based off of the actions of the Usos, that was the right call for that to main event. So I see why this one, what's it called? Open the show because you bookend it with the two big title matches. Now, the match itself was great. 
but I expected more. I really did. I thought this match was going to be a lot better than it was. I thought this match was going to be up there, match of the year contender. I would say it's great. I would say it's very formulaic of a WWE main event style title match. But I wouldn't say, based off of other matches we've gotten this year, that it was a main event, or a, a um, what's it called? A match of the year competitor. And I'm not just saying, oh, it wasn't as good as Kenny and Osprey, because that's the best match we've seen so far this year. But there's been other matches in WWE that I thought was better than this Seth and um, AJ match, like Sammy and Roman from Elimination Chamber, I thought was a better match. And maybe that was because of that crowd and the story they were telling and stuff. But I thought this was a great match, though, nonetheless. Styles clothesline Rollins to the floor early, but Rollins immediately got back in. Rollins hit a running knee to Styles on the apron. Styles gained control back in the ring. He connected with a knee. Rollins cut off Styles by posting him on multiple or in the middle turnbuckle and then threw him into the turnbuckle across the ring. Styles responded by suplexing Rollins into the corner. Rollins at one point hit a reverse. No, Styles at one point hit a reverse float over DDT and got a near fall off of it. Rollins came back with a buckle bomb into the corner and hit a frog splash for a near fall. Rollins reversed the Styles Clash attempt, but Styles got the advantage again and took Rollins to the corner to attempt the Styles Clash off the middle ropes, but Rollins reversed it into a Hurricane Rana. While Rollins connected with a reverse superplex off the top and connected with the Falcon Arrow for a two. Rollins then missed a Phoenix Splash and Styles went to the apron. Rollins battled Styles on the apron and ate a Brain Buster by Styles. Rollins cut off Styles and hit a suicide dive to the floor, favoring his knee on impact. But we knew that was a fake injury because as soon as he lands, he immediately goes to the knee. And then there was a spot later where Rollins was supposed to sell the knee, and it was just bad. It wasn't a good sell job. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, back in the ring, Styles locked in a calf crusher, but Rollins managed to escape. Rollins dodged a Pele kick and hit a stomp on Styles' hand, not his face. Rollins then hit a Pele kick. And hit a, no, Styles then hit a Pele kick and a pedigree, didn't see that one coming, for good measure and got a near fall off of it. Styles then went to the apron for a phenomenal forearm, but Rollins stuck Styles, or struck Styles with a super kick. Rollins attempted a stomp, but his knee gave out, and this didn't look good. Rollins was in the corner, went to run at AJ for the stomp, took like two steps and then like slid. Like slid down, like, ah, my knee, I couldn't run. And it's like, eh. Since the knee injury, we've seen you run around this ring already a few times, so it wasn't all that great. Then it was a little bit of a clunky spot where Styles went for the calf crusher. Rollins tried to, well, not tried to, but Rollins reversed a calf crusher attempt into a pedigree, connected with a stomp, and picked up the victory. So I thought the finish didn't look all that great. It was a little sloppy, the whole AJ's going for the calf crusher, rolls through it. Like, you can see AJ rolls through, not even trying to apply it, which didn't look good. And then Seth kind of gets out of it and tries to grab for the pedigree, doesn't get it at first, grabs again. It's just, the end wasn't there for me. It's just a little off, if I do say so myself. But overall, great match. After the match, Triple H got in the ring and did his best Dana White impression, putting the championship around Seth Rollins' waist. And then Seth disappointed the world. 
Seth Rollins disappointed the world with his celebration. So Seth's got the bell around his waist, and he climbs the ropes. He's looking out at the crowd. He's like, yeah, yeah. He takes the belt in his hand, lifts it up, gets off the ropes, then in the middle of the ring, lifts the belt up, goes up the ramp, is looking at the bell, looking at the bell, looking at the belt, done. Seth, what happened to your patented championship celebration? What happened to Seth Rollins? And I don't have a belt. Hold on. Ain't a belt. But I can simulate this cooler. So Seth, when he wins a championship, grabs that belt. Right, 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 right. And then does this with it. Ah! Always, always. When he took the WWE Championship from Brock at WrestleMania 31. When he beat Brock for the title at WrestleMania 35. And other occasions as well. He does the... Ah! Spins the belt above his head. Seth didn't do that this time. Seth didn't do his patented championship celebration that we've all come to know and love. And in the turn, and in turn, I think Seth disappointed the fan base. Because I saw many people tweeting, hey, why didn't Seth do his normal championship celebration? So... Next match we do get was Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch. So before the show, a fan had posted a photo of the ring skirt lifted up. And you can see under the ring, there's a monitor. There's a TV screen. And that led to speculation of, okay, someone's going to be hiding under the ring. Somebody's going to pop out later. Somebody is going to screw somebody or at least try to. And that happened here with Trish and Becky. So the match itself wasn't all that good. You could tell it was very formulaically laid out as far as this is what we're going to do to get to this spot. And this is what we're going to do to get to this spot. And this is what we're going to do to get to that spot. But Stratus shoved Lynch to the steel steps early in the match, gaining control. Stratus used the middle rope to choke Lynch and then hit a tornado DDT. Stratus hit a neckbreaker for a near fall. After chopping Lynch, Lynch fired back with chops on her, of her own, and she started to make her comeback, hitting an exploder. Lynch hit Stratus with a baseball slide to the floor. However, Stratus managed to post Lynch into the turnbuckle and took things back into the ring, hitting a spinebuster and more. Stratus attempted Stratus faction, but Lynch cut her off and hit a diamond dust off the top rope, followed by a leg drop for a near fall. Stratus then crotched Lynch, as she went back to the top turnbuckle, but Lynch grabbed Stratus by the legs and stepped back into the ring with a Boston Crab. Stratus then escaped to the outside and cut off Lynch as she re-entered the ring. Stratus hit the chick kick as Lynch entered the ring for a near fall. Stratus taunted Lynch long enough to allow Lynch to lock in the disarm her. Lynch then hit a manhandle slam, but Stratus put her foot on the bottom ropes. Both then ended up on the outside. As Lynch threw Stratus back into the ring, Zoe Stark, of all people, would slide out from under the ring and grab Becky. She hit her, knocked her down, and then hit her with her Z, uh, Z360. Stark then threw Lynch back in the ring. Stratus hit the Stratus faction and picked up the victory. After the match, Stark and um, Stratus are celebrating. They cut back to Becky in the ring. Bloody nose. 
So what does Becky do? I'm bleeding. Take the blood, wipe it all over my face. Take the blood, wipe it all over my face. That's what Becky does. So then every time WWE cuts from the ramp where Trish and Zoe are back to Becky, they almost don't want to do it because you can see the angle they're showing. Becky is to show the least amount of blood possible because Becky was like, oh, I got busted open. I don't know if it was supposed to happen or if Zoe just stiffed her with that knee. But Becky tried to do the, well, last time I was busted, had a busted nose, the blood got wiped on my face. I became a huge star. So she tried to do it again, but it didn't really work this time, in my opinion. Especially because we kind of saw her at one point start smearing it, like on purpose. But regardless, Trish wins, and I don't think this is over. I think adding Zoe Stark means that maybe we get Zoe and Becky down the line, whether that is at Money in the Bank or something else. And then Trish can come back and do the SummerSlam match with Becky ending the feud. Maybe it also leads to Becky and Lita versus Trish and Zoe. But we need to learn, we don't know yet, why Zoe, of all people, helped Trish. Next up, the Erdem Mustafa Ali video. Mustafa Ali was visiting the Mecca in Saudi Arabia. And this then led to Gunther versus Ali, which was really good. I thought this match was really, really good. Now we've seen better Gunther matches like the Sheamus one or the Sheamus Drew triple threat. But I thought this was, if those are his two best matches in WWE in the last year, this was number three. I thought this match was really good and they gave Ali way more than I expected. And kudos on them for doing so. So Ali... Early on, connected, uh, yeah, connected with some drop kicks, but Gunther quickly cut him off. Gunther hit a huge chop, yet then another. Gunther went for a Boston Crab, and then Gunt, uh, Gunther, uh, yeah, wait, what? I wrote this weird. Gunther cut off Ali with a kick, sending Ali to the floor. Gunther then posted Ali. Ali cut off Gunther as he climbed to the top rope, but Gunther immediately cut him off, only for Ali to counter. With a sunset flip bomb. Then a 450 for a near fall that the crowd thought could have been the finish. Gunther then fired back with the Lariat and Z regained control until Ali hit a super kick and went to the top again. He went for another 450 splash, but Gunther dodged out of the way, rolled out of the way, and then, oh damn, it never gets old seeing Gunther go for that shotgun drop kick. Just, ooh, hits that shotgun drop kick. Like, gum, Sends him into the corner. Grabs him. Powerbomb. Boom. Gunther retains the title. Now, the match was longer than I made it sound in this recap. And it was better than probably my recap sounds. But, yeah. I thought this was a good match between both Mustafa Ali and Gunter. It didn't make... Because a lot of people probably went into this match thinking that this match was going to be basically what the Rhea Ripley and Italia match was. But, no. They gave... Mustafa Ali, a good amount of offense. They even gave him a false finish where they thought that, it, you know, they made us think that he could win the belt. He could have him pinned. He did have him down for almost three, but not enough. So kudos to them on making Ali look strong, I would say, in defeat. And now let's see where this goes. Let's see if he can ride the momentum, even though Mustafa didn't win.
So moving forward, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens met backstage. Zayn brought up that this could be the end of their title reign tonight, noting that Reigns has been champion for nearly 100 days. He's not stopping anytime soon. Anytime soon. Owens then gets mad and goes, excuse me? No, we're, uh, uh, we're going to win tonight. We're going to win. I don't know why you would think anything, anything else. Owens said they defeated the Usos at WrestleMania. They defeated the Usos at SmackDown, which is more, who are more of a team than Roman and Solo could ever be. Owens said that this was their day. The Solo loses today. Roman loses today. So then we had Oscar versus Bianca Belair. It was good. I wouldn't call it great, and I would put it on the lower end of good, if I'm going to be completely honest, especially towards the end where it just felt like it all fell off the rails and kind of just the crowd lost. They lost the crowd. They kind of just started to get a little sloppy, and they kind of just felt like they rushed things towards the end as well. So there was some back and forth early on until Asuka got the heat by sending Belair into the steps. Uh, you hear that theme there? A lot of early on sent their opponent into the steps on the show. Asuka locked with, on an armbar, and Belair got out and went for a suplex, but Asuka turned into a cradle for a near fall. Um, Belair started to build momentum with some drop kicks and then a suplex. Asuka cut off Belair with a drop kick off the top rope, scoring a near fall. Asuka went for the Asuka lock, but Belair reversed it. The two traded near falls until Asuka connected with a running kick. The two ended up brawling into the corner with Belair, just dodging a missed attempt by Asuka. Asuka countered Belair by going for the Asuka lock, and Belair powered out and powerbombed Asuka on the apron. Asuka then appeared to put mist on her fingers, and in doing so, when Belair grabbed her, she wiped the misted fingers in Belair's face. Belair couldn't see. Asuka kicked her a few times in the head and then pinned her to become the champion. The end all here was kind of meh with the whole, the refs. First off, the ref spot, what were they doing there? Where Asuka's backed up into the corner. The ref's kind of like head down. I know I got to duck the mist, so I don't get what the referee was doing when she's looking at Asuka. And then her head goes down and over like she's looking out of the ring for some reason, even though nobody's there and nothing's. I don't know. Maybe I missed something. Maybe I missed the spot right before. But Oscar goes for the mist. Bianca backs up, doesn't get misted. Oscar then mists her fingers, wipes it in Bianca's face. And then after the match, this is bad. This is bad. After the match, Bianca is selling the mist to the face, but her face is completely clean. So I guess we're supposed to think that she got it in her eyes because she's screaming for help. But her face, like, Asuka wiped some of the mist on her face, but by the time they showed her right after the match, sitting on the outside, her face was clean, wiped off. So I guess we're supposed to think she got it in her eyes. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, good match early, and then it kind of like halfway just fell off and was there. Probably, like, right before the missed attempt, or in a couple spots before that, the crowd just started to die down, didn't really care, and they never really got them back until right at the very end. One, two, three pop. Because they didn't even do the one, two as loud as you would think normally, because I don't think they believed that Bianca was going to lose. I didn't. 
I didn't at all. So then, I guess you can say we got a SmackDown Women's title match. Rhea Ripley and Natalia. But uh, this seemed like, oh, we're out of time. We got no time. We didn't time the show out right. Uh, you guys got 30 seconds, basically. Well, how long did this go? I didn't write it down, but Wikipedia probably has it. WWE night. See, does Wikipedia have the match, the lengths? Um, that champion is 2023. This match went one minute and 10 seconds. Basically. Well, actually, hold on. Yeah, okay. So, basically, Dominic taunted Natalia right as the bell went off. This allowed Rhea to attack her from behind and throw her out of the ring. Slam her a couple times on the announce desk. Thought we were back in the ring after throwing her into the steps. Hit her with Riptide and pin her one, two, three. If Natalia didn't look more like a jobber goob geek, I don't know what she looked like. They tried playing up early. Natalia's got more wins in this company than any female ever. Natalia's won more matches in WWE than anybody in in the women's division ever has. And this and that. And, blah, 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 blah. and then, yeah. Yeah. She gets just squashed. Beat. Bamboozled. Just lost all credibility. You might as well put her on the level of an Aaliyah. Because that's what she felt like. Like. First off, there was no rhyme or reason for Natty to even get the title match in the first place. She did absolutely nothing to deserve it and then she proved why she didn't even deserve it anyways with this match and i get i get what you're gonna say well dominic distracted her dominic caused the distraction okay dominic distracted her she got thrown out of the ring and then what she couldn't recuperate we see wrestlers take bigger beatings all the time and pop right back or whatever no, they wanted Natty to look like a goob. So, yeah. That wasn't all that great. Um, As we move on, there was a Seth Rollins video in the back with Byron Saxton hyping him up as the new World Heavyweight Champion. Rollins said that it's been nearly four years since he's been a world champion, and it feels so good. He then says he will be at Raw every Monday, including this Monday going forward. I get why he said it like that. Wanted to reassure the fans that I will be on the show on the actual show Monday. I'm not going to go film my movie anymore. So that's good to hear because there may have been some trepidation from fans going, oh, you put the title on this guy and he's filming a movie. So what, he's going to show up for Night Champions and have to go back to the movie set? Doesn't seem like it. It sounds like everything he was doing in the movie has been filmed they're good to go for now so we'll see what that leads to but seth did say he will be on raw this monday which is good to hear then we had brock lesnar versus cody which is kind of dramatic but kind of not and kind of just there and kind of meh whatever there's a lot of cody has a cast on cody can't do anything cody's gonna try and fight back but brock's just gonna take him right down and this and that and blah 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 blah, blah. no this match didn't do it for me at all I didn't like this match. I'm going to say it right now. I didn't like this match. Cody ran around the ring in an attempt to go Brock early on, but Lesnar charged into the corner and hit a suplex with, and then another 
Cody used the cast on his arm, which the announcer said was made of titanium to make the comeback. Hey, he took this right out of uh, Dusty's playbook. You remember, I think it was September 1969, maybe. I probably have the year wrong. He wrestled the Funk Brothers in Florida with a cast on because they broke his arm at one point. Cody used the cast on his arm to make a comeback. Cody hit the Cody cutter and got a near fall and then hit a crossroads and got another near fall. Cody went for a third and Lesnar countered into a Kimura lock as Cody was writhing in pain. Cody then attempted to pin Lesnar, kind of just out of nowhere like he did last month, but Lesnar kicked out. Cody managed to shift his weight until he grabbed the bottom rope at one point on a pin attempt. Lesnar then went for the F5, but Cody hit a crossroads for a two. Cody then attacked Lesnar with the cast, but Lesnar hit the F5 for a two. Lesnar latched on the Kimura, and this time Cody passed out, and the referee stopped the match. Yep, that was it. That was it. Cody passes out. Match did not do it for me at all. I didn't really care for it. Never got into the match one iota. So then, go to our main event. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships against Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa, who Paul Heyman just calls Solo. Only calls him Solo, which is weird. I thought this match was really good. Best match of the night. And, of course, it's got the whole Bloodline storyline going forward. It's got the Usos turning on them and this and that. I guess you could say turning on them or maybe just standing up for themselves. But, yeah, this match was really good. Best thing on the show. So, Roman comes out, big booze and this and that. Sammy then comes out. Sammy and Owens, you know, they, they, they know what they're doing here. Kevin comes out first with his music. Right into Sammy's. Whoa. Whoa. Let's go. And the crowd, they know that the crowd's going to want to ch- chant that. So they don't have Sammy come out or have them just come out to Kevin's music. You know, have Sammy come out first. Or have No. They make sure that. Sammy's music plays longer so these crowds can chant and sing Sammy's song. And that's what they did tonight. And they did it loud. They loved Sammy Zayn so much. So we're doing the intros. Heyman grabs the mic from Mike Rome. Mike Rome's like, what? 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 Huh? Like, you never seen Heyman out there just take the mic? He's done it to you before, bud. Heyman does that intro. Then Mike Rome's going to do the, the Tag Team Championship intro. And unfortunately, Sammy, well, not unfortunately, Sammy, fortunately, takes the mic from him, yells some things in Arabic, does the intros in Arabic for himself and Kevin Owens. And then it looks like Sammy and Roman are going to start this match off. Crowd is going nuts for Sammy. They're booing Roman. They're chanting things I can't really tell because they were so loud. And eventually Roman's like, oh, I don't need to take this. Tags out to Solo. Solo gets in, him and Sammy technically actually start the match off. The Reigns stood on the floor and watched as they worked on Sokoa. 
Reigns came in and attacked Owens, giving Sokoa the heat. Reigns tagged in, who, and then uh, worked over Sammy. Both he and Sokoa worked over Zayn, and eventually Zayn tried to go for the tag, but Sokoa intercepted him. Eventually, Zayn does get the tag, and Sokoa tags to Reigns as KO gets the hot tag sequence, hitting Reigns with a senton on the outside. There's a distraction by Solo that gives the heat right back to Roman. Roman went for the Superman punch, but KO countered into a pop-up powerbomb, then followed up with the frog splash. Um, another distraction allowed Reigns to hit the Superman punch, with KO kicking out. Reigns attempted a spear, but KO hit a stunner instead. Reigns then hit the ropes and hit a spear for a good near fall. So Zayn and Sokoa tag in. Zayn sends uh, Solo to the outside and wipes out Sokoa with a huge dive to the floor, then hits a blue thunder bomb for a two count. Corey Graves makes this a big deal saying, wow, what strength Sami Zayn has. Zayn then goes for the luva kick, but Solo kicks him off and went for the spike. However, Sammy counters the spike by kicking the hand and then hitting Solo with an exploder in the corner and then a super kick. Zayn goes for the cover, but Roman barely breaks it up. I loved the dramatics there of Roman barely breaking it up. We never see Roman as the one to dive in at the last second. No. Reigns then goes for a spear, but Zayn dodged, and instead Reigns hits the referee, Dan Angler. Zayn then acted like he was going to hit the Superman punch and then does hit the Superman punch, yet Roman hits him with one of his own as well. Owens then goes after Reigns, setting him up on a table when the Usos would come out and attack Owens. Uh, they threw the table over him and they attacked Zayn, but in the process, Sammy ducked a double super kick and Solo got kicked in the face instead. So Jay is kind of like, oh crap, what do we just do? Roman gets in the in the ring, yelling at Jay, shoves Jay, and Jimmy's like, I've had enough of this. Roman turns around, boom, super kick to the face from Jimmy. Roman then lands on the mat, kind of sits up. Jay's like, what did you do? What did you do? What are you doing? You can't do this and this and that. And Jimmy's like, no, no, no. It's been you and me. It's always going to be you and me. We don't need to take this anymore. This and that and da-da-da. Boom. Kicks Roman in the back of the head. Huge pop. Jimmy says, we've been doing this together, you and me, for a long time. We don't need to do it like this anymore. And Roman rolls out of the ring. Jay looks like he wants to jump out to go check on Roman. Jimmy keeps pulling back going, hey, hey. I'll never treat you like that. I'm your brother. He's not. I'm your real brother. He's not. We don't need this. Jimmy or Jay wants to go look at and help uh, Roman again. Jimmy pulls him back. No, we ain't doing this anymore. We ain't doing this anymore. Let's go. So here's my thing. Jay is a patsy mother sucker because I say that people always just telling him what to do. And him conforming, whether that's Roman, whether that's Sammy, whether that's Jimmy. Jay is fantastic. But he needs to eventually learn to stand up for himself. Because everyone's always just telling Jimmy or Jay Uso what to do, and he just does it. He wanted to go check on Roman. Jimmy told him, no, okay. Maybe I should check on, no, no, oh, you say no, Uso, okay. Okay, you're my brother. We're going to leave together. So, I don't know. Jay needs to maybe step up 
and just for himself now, I guess you could say. So Solo's back in the ring. And Owens hits him with a stunner. Sammy then connects with a haluva kick. Goes for the pin. The crowd loudly chants, one, two, three. Corey Graves goes, well, there's no referee for that one. Oh, wait, here comes a referee. Referee slides in. Boom, boom, boom. And there we go. So, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens retain the championships, the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. Solo takes the pin. Roman's on the outside. Not happy. Not happy. But at the same time, not throwing like a pissed off fit like you would think he would. More conflicted in his face. More sadness. More confusion. And I also liked that Heyman didn't run over to check on Roman. He just let Roman be for a little while. Like, uh uh-oh. Yeah, I'm going to not get involved right now. So, Roman then eventually got taunted by Sammy at one point because Sammy's on the ropes looking down at Roman going, yeah, yeah, we're the champions. So, see what this leads to. Roman's supposed to have his thousand-day celebration on SmackDown Friday. I don't think he's going to be happy with Jimmy and Jay at all. And now the question is, where does this leave Solo Sokoa? He's in the middle. Does he go with his real brothers, his older brothers, the Usos, Jimmy and Jay? Or does he stay loyal to the tribal chief, Roman Reigns? Also, forgot to mention, interestingly, they showed Karrion Cross and Scarlet in the, in the uh, crowd at one point, and they showed L.A. Knight. Not sure what that's supposed to mean. Could it mean that these two are Cross and Knight, that is, getting big pushes going forward? I hope so for L.A. Knight. And even carrying Cross, but more L.A. Knight. So, I don't know what that meant. Because that's like the NXT thing of, hey, here's somebody new to the company. Or here's somebody we're going to really push going forward. And then they show them in the crowd at a takeover or a, a PLE, whatever you want to call them. But yeah, that, ladies and gentlemen, was WWE Night of Champions. Overall, not a bad show. Wouldn't call it a great show. I would say it was good, but on the lower tier of good because there was some not that great stuff on this show. But with that, give me one second here. You know what I thought of the show. Now, it's time to hear what you guys thought of today's show. Today's WWE Premium Live event. So as far as all the polls do go, let's refresh those really fast. Also, can we do a, are we allowed to, is there a way to do a Facebook poll? I've never seen one of those, but that would be fun to start doing. Polls on Facebook as well. If anybody knows how to do it, let me know. Um, Refresh, refresh, refresh. As far as the, come on. Twitch poll, no, Twitter poll does go. 83% liked the show, and 13% thought it was just all right, and 2% did not like it. As far as the YouTube community poll does go. Why did that not go? Uh Uh, Uh-oh. 79% liked the show, 15% thought it was just all right, and 6% did not like it. Person says, it was awesome, great storyline. Seth, AJ, amazing. 
versus the main event and Seth and AJ, my two favorites. Versus called it solid. Person says we need two. We need two more new champions. Mean uh, I don't whatever. Um, I don't get what they're saying in that one, but okay. This person says I'm giving the ending a two. Two. What do you mean by a two? Two out of what? Two out of two? Because the ending was great. Um, this person called it underwhelming. This person said too predictable. Was it though? Was it too predictable with Asuka becoming the new champion? Because I don't think anybody had that really on their bingo cards at all. All right, this person's a troll. I'm not even going to read that comment calling Becky and Trish the best. Yeah, okay. This person says, it was good until Roman Reigns got screwed. This person says, seeing as I hate Asuka and I wanted AJ, Cody, Roman, and Solo to win... I'm going to say it was just all right. Now, that's being very biased. Just because the, the outcomes you wanted didn't happen doesn't mean the show was just all right. You should never, and this is just my opinion, base a show's, like how good a show is on, oh, my favorite didn't win. All the ones I wanted to win didn't win, so the show sucked. You've got to look at it from an objection, from an un, this is what I'm looking for, an unobjectified look. As far as don't go into it going, well, if this person doesn't win, the match is going to suck. Because that's that's like saying, okay, well, Roman and Cody at WrestleMania really bit the big one and blew big chunks because Cody didn't win. No, it's still a great match. Or oh, Roman and Sammy sucked because I wanted Sammy to win. You can't. Judge things just because your favorite didn't win. As far as the YouTube live poll does go, 85% liked the show, 13% thought it was just all right, and 2% didn't like it. Looking over at the Twitch poll, everybody there liked it. 100% on Twitch did like it. With that, guys, that is going to wrap everything up. I do want to say thank you for joining me here live, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, live on YouTube or later on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, or listening on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, we will be back here live tomorrow night following AEW Double or Nothing from Las Vegas, Nevada. So we'll see you guys then. Have a great rest of your Saturday. Have a great Sunday tomorrow. And we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.